0: are listening to the Yummy Mummy podcast, episode number 74. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Hey, Yummy Mummies. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. I'm bringing you, this is a second part To the two-parter of how to talk to your kids. We are going to talk about how to talk to your kids about their relationship with their bodies. Of course, it all starts with you. So before we dive in, a couple little client comments coming at you guys, a couple emails yesterday, and I just thought I'd share them with you because they're so fun. So one of my clients reached out and said, I was just thinking on my drive to get the kids about How doing the yummy mummy has cleared up so much energy for other things in my life. And I thought, I got 99 problems, but food chatter ain't one. (laughs) I think I used to spend half my time thinking about food, what to eat, how much justifying slash blaming myself if I made less than ideal food choices. Anywho, it's just such a huge gift to have more time because I've got lots to do in this one precious life. Oh my God. That is literally the Yummy Mummy experience in a nutshell. That's literally the result that I want for you guys so badly. It's so true. I got 99 problems, but food chatter ain't one. And then the other email I got, my client said, Laura, I looked in the mirror this morning before my beach trip and I have amazing apps. What the hell? You are the best. Well, really you are the best. Because you did it. It's so amazing, you guys. Sometimes we don't have to do these crazy workouts to get abs. Sometimes our abs are just already there, they're just like underneath. We just have to, you know, stop eating (laughs) grilled cheese crusts (laughs) and the cheddar bunnies at night. Sometimes. Okay. So what is my fun fact over here? My fun fact, today is like beauty parlor day over here. I'm getting a spray tan. I'm getting my nails done. I'm getting my hair did. I am so excited for a little pamper situation. Do you guys pamper yourself? Do you guys like doing that? Hey, other side note, Yummy mummies, what do you guys want to hear about on this podcast? Like, what do you like? Ooh, I wish Laura would do an episode on this. I want to hear from you guys. So this isn't just for girls, right? Like boys do not come out unscathed and other genders. I'm imagining, I don't have direct experience with that, but I was just talking with my husband about body image and like, how do we want to raise our kids? And are we doing a good job? And just kind of having a check-in. And he was like, yeah, I really think it's important to nurture Phoenix's that's our son, nurture his body image and his relationship with his body. Because Brian, my husband was telling me that He still does not like going to the pool because he got called skinny in a negative way so many times growing up and he has like a little bit of PTSD left around that, right? So this is, this episode is not just for you in reference to your daughters. This is for you. And hopefully that we can hit me up on Instagram at Laura Conley coaching or on the Facebook page whatevs, let me know what you want me to do an episode on because I love to like be in dialogue with you guys and give you what you want. So this is an episode that came from that. I'm trying to give you guys what you want, how to talk to your kids about their relationships with their bodies. So before I dive in, I want to note that when I'm talking about your kids, I'm talking about boys and girls and all the genders, right? whatever you end up with, it is important that we help our kids have a strong, positive body image and relationship with themselves and their bodies, because hopefully that we can just open the dialogue to helping all of our kids, regardless of their gender, have a really healthy, loving relationship with themselves and their bodies. So I just wanted to kind of give that little preamble. So... This episode is not only how to talk to your kids about body love, but also like how to be around bodies, right? Like I want you to have some ways to talk to your kids, but I also want to talk to you about like how are you being in your life, in your day-to-day, in your body, right? Because of course, the most important thing is that we are examples. We are role models. So it is important that we take a look at how we are being in our bodies and how we are talking to ourselves in our heads because that's gonna be the most impactful thing. It really, truly is. So you guys know I was hesitant to do this episode and the episode prior to this on how do we talk to our kids about food and their relationship with food? Because I really think the most important thing is that we heal our individual relationship with our bodies and with food, right? So I don't want to give you this talk track or this special verbiage that you just then say to your kids without doing the inner deep work right? The most important thing is that we work on ourselves and our relationship with our bodies and with food because then they just get it. They just get that naturally. We don't have to be so... Prescribed. We don't have to be so calculated with what we say. We just naturally pass it down. So that is the first step is that I want you continually working on your relationship with your body and with food. And of course, it is a practice, right? We're not gonna perfect it's the same. You guys probably saw on Instagram, and this goes back to an episode I did, I think it was episode 68, I think it was on the body love vow. Yeah. Episode 68, right. It's really important that we treat these like relationships, right? Like I just was posting on Instagram about why I think my relationship with my husband has been so successful. Um, and it's the same exact principles that I apply to my relationship with myself and my body and even food, right? So this is a relationship, this is a practice, it's not a perfect, it's not just gonna be like buttoned up and good to go, but it's really important that we work on our relationships with ourselves before we go to our kids and say some prescribed mantra to our kids. We have to do the work because our kids are smart, you guys. Our kids are on to us. If we are saying one thing but believing another, our kids are going to pick up on that discourse. They are going to know. Okay, they are on to us, right? It's monkey see, monkey do. Okay, so I've got a couple... It's actually like... 10 little tidbits I want to give you in regards to helping our kids with their relationship with their bodies. So similar to the last podcast that I did, I really believe it is our job to simply help our kids stay the way that they came. Like kids innately love themselves and they love their bodies. They're intrigued with their bodies. They're fascinated by their bodies. Their ability, just watch your kids, especially your little kids, right? Their ability to be in their bodies is awesome. They're not like some of us adults where we're living from like the neck up. They are fully in their bodies and experiencing their bodies and they love their bodies. Like I just watched my son, my almost two and a half year old. Oh my God. He loves being naked. He loves rolling around naked. He loves like the sensation on his skin, right? And I think our job is just to help them keep that. And help them protect that, right? And create a barrier between them and society, between them and the conditioning that they are inevitably going to get. So that's kind of number one. Number two is what is the way that you talk to yourself in front of your kids about your body? Are you changing your outfit 17 times because you don't look Good quote unquote in the dress and then in the jeans and then in the next pair of jeans and then in the romper, right? There's the overt way that you are being with yourself in relationship to your body and the way you're talking to yourself, right? Are you kind of rolling your eyes at yourself in the mirror? Are you like, oh, I need to get new, blah, 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 right? You want to watch that, obviously, right? But I feel like I need to say that because sometimes we're just in such a habit and you're not in trouble, right? But just becoming aware of how you are being in an overt way and slightly starting to shift that because our kids will inherit that. They will pick up that. If we are changing 18 times and nitpicking, kids are going to get that. Right, And so that's the overt way. And then the opposite of that is how do you talk to yourself in the mirror in your head? Right? They're watching that. So when you are looking at yourself in the mirror, what are you saying to yourself in your brain? This is just as important as, how, as what you're saying out loud, right? Because our kids, again, like I was saying, they are going to pick up on that. It doesn't matter as much as what you say is what you think because our kids really see through us. They know if we're saying one thing, but we're believing another, okay? So I'm not saying that when you look in the mirror, you should lie to yourself, that you should fake it but I want you to be cognizant. First of all, like, what are you saying to yourself? Are you like, Oh my God, I'm so disgusting. Why can't I get it together? What is wrong with me? Are you saying that to yourself in your head? I'm not suggesting that you say, Oh my God, I'm so beautiful. I mean, if you can get there, go for it (laughs) for real, just take it. But if you can't get there, what if you could say, Oh wow. I'm noticing that my brain wants to beat me up about the way that I look. But instead, what if I could look at this with fresh eyes? What if I could just see myself as me, as a human, with a body, without all the conditioning and programming I've gotten? Could you change like, oh my God, I can't even look at myself, to I have a body, and I'm working on becoming aware and changing the talk track that's inside my head for me so that I can have a better experience, but also for my kids so that they can have a better experience. Because you guys, what you say to yourself in your mind is a choice. You don't have to just continue to choose to think that you're disgusting or that you're ugly or that you're not good enough or that you have to improve. So I want you to be choosing wisely for you and for your kids, right? Because a lot of people will just say, do it for your kids. But you guys, like, if you change that talk track in your mind, your experience of being with you is going to be so much better. You're going to like your life so much better. So careful what you're saying. Don't beat yourself up if you notice you're saying negative shit to yourself, Don't beat yourself up, just gently start to change it, okay? So number four, they are gonna get so much, our kids are gonna get so much programming and conditioning from our culture. So it's really important to offset that program. I want you to be fun and silly about this right? So if they're getting messaging that they have to look a certain way, or they're supposed to look a certain way from our society, from our culture, why not pre-program our kids' brains with what we want them to think about themselves, right? And you can be funny and silly about this, right? I like to build it into our day, like into our routine so that it just naturally happens. So like when I'm doing my daughter's hair and now my son's hair, because, oh my God, have you guys seen? He has a mohawk now. It's so cute. My husband did it too. My husband is like such a little barber. I love it. But anyways, it is the cutest little hairstyle. So now we do his hair and we do her hair. And when we are doing it, it's just built into our day and we're silly and we're fun about it. And I ask her to say, I am brave. I am strong. I am beautiful on the inside and the out. And we change it up on day to day. Sometimes it's like, I'm confident and ambitious, right? And so it's like, I'm programming what I think is important into her brain and programming what really matters into her brain, right? Not necessarily the looks, but who she is the values that we stand for in our family. And I just think that this can really offset the messaging that they could get, that their looks are what create their value. Their looks are what create their worthiness, right? Know who they are. They are perfect just the way that they came. You are perfect just as you are. Now you will have the best day ever, right? And so sometimes we'll not only do this when we do our hair, but we'll be silly in the mirror when we're brushing our teeth or getting ready or getting out of the bath. Like I'll catch my son looking in the mirror and I'll tell him, I'll tell, I'll tell, him, I'll say, "Phoenix, say I love you, Phoenix." Right, and he'll be like, "I love you, Phoenix." And it's so funny because my husband was saying, my husband always loves to like ask this question, like, "Who loves you? Who loves you?" He'll ask my kids this. He'll be like, "Who loves you?" And they will just. Answer. They'll say like Phoenix, who's two. He'll say, mama loves me, mama loves me. And then he'll say, Phoenix loves me, Phoenix loves me, right? And that is just so important because I think that self-love and body love really go hand in hand. So why not pre-program this in their brain, strengthen really the programming that they already have so that they have a strong backbone when they go up against our culture, Okay, number five, I think there's a lot of advice out there that says, don't comment on your kids and your daughters, like there's a lot about daughters, do not comment on their bodies. Ooh, unpopular opinion over here. I disagree. Like the stance, a lot of the advice, the stance is like, just don't comment. I don't know. Like I think my kids' kids bodies are beautiful. I'm sorry. I'm going to comment on that. Now, am I going to put too much emphasis on their bodies being beautiful over then their hearts being beautiful, over than their personalities, over the way that they show up and being beautiful? No. And that's where I think the line is important is that we're not overemphasizing looks. But why can't we comment on their bodies? Their bodies are fucking beautiful. And so I'm gonna be commenting on my children's bodies for the rest of their lives. Now, of course, <laughs> when well, my daughter's a teenager and she might not want to, that's a whole nother conversation. This episode, you guys, could be like 17 episodes, let's be real. But for right now, I loved, oh my God, my sons, you you guys, you probably heard me talk about this. His legs, oh my god, I love them. His knees, they're like, oh my god, they're like strong, sturdy knees. I love his knees. And so I'll be like, Oh my God, Phoenix, don't you love your knees? Your knees are so strong. And to Luna, like, I'm like, don't you love your body? Like we'll be getting her leotard on. It's like, this is so fun. Our bodies allow us to have so much fun in gymnastics and to run and to scoot and to bike. It's like, aren't we so grateful for what our bodies love to do? Right. So integrating that into our day. And I, yeah, I'm taking a firm stance on like I'm not adopting that advice that is out there that says just blanket, don't comment on their bodies because they are going to be getting this message that their bodies are wrong and bad and not perfect and don't match this airbrushed bullshit model. And so I want to offset that and be like, no, your bodies are beautiful and they're perfect just the way they are. So that's my stance on a lot of the advice that's out there. I think it's totally appropriate to comment on your kids' bodies. Of course, if it's positive. And as long as it's, not being overemphasized as long as it's not the number one your number one thing you're talking about. A piece of advice that I do love, this is number six that I do love that's out there is when your child is coming out, like my kid loves to play dress up, especially with her one little bestie. It's so cute. They are so into it and they like, and it's great because it gets them into dramatic play and to pretend and um I mean, I just think that's so great for learning. And anyway, so they'll come out in their outfits and they'll be like, oh my God, how do I look? Look at me. How do I look at me? And I like to adopt the, how do you feel in that? Oh, it seems like you feel really magical. It seems like you feel really powerful. It seems like you feel really... Playful, right? And so putting the emphasis back onto how they feel versus how they look can be really important in emphasizing. What's important, at least my values, right? You guys can pick up and take whatever you want from this episode, whatever aligns with you, and you can decide to agree or disagree, right? So that's just my stance. Is like, I think it's a little bit more important to emphasize, oh, how do you feel, right? The inward versus the outward. And Luna will usually answer me, she'll be like, oh, I feel. Just like Elsa, and I feel like I've got magic powers, and it'll become a whole thing instead of like, I think I look so pretty, and da 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 da. Right. So it's just slightly changing and directing the conversation to where you want to go. So I wanted to give number seven, I want to give a shout out to my mom, who I really think it was like kind of before her time. And I've kind of alluded to this, but do you guys, have you guys heard this quote? Like it goes something like this, like careful how you speak to your children, because the way that we talk to them becomes their inner voice. And I think my mom must've said, <laughs> I know she said, cause I can like hear her voice inside my head now. And it is my inner voice. And she said to me over and over again, like you are perfect, just the way you are. You're perfect. Just the way you are. Right. She's not saying you are perfect. She's saying you're perfect. Just the way you are. And I think that is such an amazing mantra because That's what lives inside my head now, right? It kind of helps dissolve, compare and despair. Like, no, I'm just perfect the way I am. And so I think that we want to instill that in our kids, however you want to say that. Number eight. So let's use what's out in the world as opportunities as fodder, right? To have discussions about what our family values are instead of being silent, right? Because there are so many images like out in the world, like magazines, billboards, just TV screens, right? And we'll see like every day there's opportunities to see half naked women or women being sexualized, or women, or like maybe on their TV show, everyone looking the same, right? You can ask your kids, you can literally use it as like a table topic. Like, what do they think? You can share your opinion. You can let them know that the bodies that they see in the media might not be a clear representation of the bodies that are in the world. You can even share that what they are seeing may have been touched up or maybe airbrushed right? You can really share. I think Glennon Doyle did a really good job of talking about it in one of her books. And she, and I want to give, I want to share this quote that I found from her. I love her. You guys, she's so good. And she says, when I looked at all this shit, I thought there was something wrong with me. She's talking about the media. She's talking about the way that women's bodies were and are portrayed. She says, I looked at posters of women who looked nothing like me, who I would never look like. And I started to feel shame instead of anger with Tish. Instead of her saying Tish is her daughter, you guys, instead of her saying there's something wrong with me, I want her to say there's something wrong with that. There's a huge shift between shame and anger with girls. And we need to talk about it more. We need to turn them towards it and say, why do you think this makes you feel sad? Let's unpack this. What are they trying to tell you about women? What do they say it means to be a girl? Do you think that's true? I think that's so good, you guys. Those are some more really good tabletop questions that you can start to ask your girls when you feel like it is age appropriate, right? She goes on to say, it's important for girls to realize that the reason images of unattainable beauty make them feel bad is because those images are lies, and lies may make people feel bad. The cool thing is when you see your girls starting to get a little pissed because they start noticing the messages and the toxins in the air, I want my girls to be pissed because I think little girls in this society either get pissed or they get sick. And I think you guys, she's referring to the fact that she became bulimic at age 10. I'm excited. She goes on to say, I'm excited to see them turn it outward instead of inward. I want Tish and all girls to see themselves as activists instead of victims and as shapers of culture instead of products of it. Oh, I love that so much. Now I'm not saying, I just want to be clear in terms of the way that I interpret this. I'm not necessarily saying that there's two options, right? Like either shame or anger, right? Maybe there could just be curiosity and wonder and purpose maybe anger. I mean, anger doesn't have to be a bad thing either, but I'm not necessarily saying that there's just two options. When we see these images of women, maybe there's a third option or a fourth option. So I think she just is such a great speaker on body image and helping us teach our girls what it means to be a girl. And really what I think is we get to decide what that means. right? And these are all really great questions for you to ask yourself because I can come on here or I can quote Glennon or you can read Glennon stuff or you can read a number of different body image books and resources and blogs and podcasts and all that. But what is most important is that you know what you value and you know what you believe. And this is an evolution. This isn't like a oh my God, I have this huge project I have to do. No, just think about it. The fact that you're listening to this podcast is plenty is enough. Just be thinking about it and explore it. And you can do that with your kids. It doesn't have, you don't have to have all of your values and all of your beliefs wrapped up in a pretty bow before you go and have valuable discussions with your children. So point nine that I want to make. You can go back to the body love vow episode that I was referring to earlier, episode number 68. You can use a lot of the tips and tricks that I am offering for you to use on yourself with your kids. Like for example, like the failing eyes tip, like you could teach your kids to look in the mirror with loving eyes, right? Instead of failing eyes. When you look at yourself, can you see the love being reflected back Okay. So last number 10, I'm going to end with a little bit of what I've already kind of sprinkled throughout is that this is a practice. You guys, some of the best advice that I ever got from my coach, Brooke Castillo was like, we're going to fuck our kids up. Like we're going to do it wrong. We're not going to do it perfect. Oh my God. The freedom that I got from knowing that was crazy, right? Like some of you might be like triggered, like, oh my God, no, we have to do it perfect. We have to like read all the books. We have to do, take all the parenting advice. Like what if we weren't going to do it perfect? Like no matter how many books, no no matter how many therapists, we're going to fuck them up just a little bit. (laughs) We're not going to do it perfect. Right? I don't know. For me, it gave me so much permission to like be a human. And that is the best gift I can give my kid is to not be a perfect mom and go back to her and say, Hey Luna, Hey Phoenix, you know what? I didn't handle that situation perfectly. Here's how I want to handle it in the future. And I think that is the best gift that we can give our kids. Like if we... If we kind of pan out and look at this, this isn't just about body love. This isn't just about our relationship with our bodies and food. It's our relationship with ourself, capital S. And the core of that has to be, the foundation of that has to be unconditional love. And that is what we are showing them when we go back to them and we haven't been a perfect parent or a perfect human. And we say, look, I made a mistake and I'm willing to love myself through it and not shame myself and be compassionate and make a change for the better. So again, don't avoid this subject because you are afraid you'll mess it up. That's like the whole point in this last kind of number 10, like let it be messy. We are still, and we will be forever learning and unlearning. So I want you guys to be willing to screw it up let it be a practice. So I will leave you with that. Remember the April 2022 yummy Mummy experience is sold out. Woohoo! We have so many amazing, delicious yummy mummies inside, and you can get on the list for the July experience by going to lauracodley.com and clicking work with me. I hope you guys have the best week ever, and I will see you next week. Love you guys all so much. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you rated, reviewed, and subscribed in Apple Podcasts. And if you've enjoyed listening, you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy Experience. It is my proven course and group coaching program where we take all this material to the next level. And yep, you guessed it, lose weight for the last time. So if this is something that you want, head to lauraconley.com and click work with me. The best part, it comes with a body back or money back guarantee. And of course, you guys, if you haven't gotten your free podcast listener gift, head to lauraconley.com forward slash gift. There are three weight loss hacks inside this gift that I am so excited to share with you. These are the three things that I do every day and my clients do every day to lose and maintain their weight. So head to laraconleycom forward slash gift. If you guys don't know how to spell Laura Conley, it's just L-A-U-R-A-C-O-N-L-E-Y. I will see you there.